from the punishing jungle of Tropic Regions Test Center. This is Outpost Outspoken. Outpost Outspoken is the official podcast of U.S. Army Human Proving Ground, which conducts natural environment testing of military equipment in Arizona, Alaska, and the tropics. Hello, I'm Mark Schauer. Julio Viejas has nearly a quarter century of IT experience and has worked with Tropic Regions Test Center for nearly two decades. He learned quickly that the same complexities that inform testing military equipment in a tropical environment apply to safeguarding the electronic instrumentation used in tests. Julio, how did you first hear about Tropic Regions Test Center? It was uh, the university at that time. There was uh, another um, student that his father and him by itself, they work on, on tropics and they were looking for an electronics IT person to back him up when he was not available during TDY and here I am. And that was 17 years ago? 17 years ago. And so you do, you're an electronics engineer, you do the IT work and all the electrical electronics. I am, I am a graduate electronics engineer but my major experience is on IT and cybersecurity. So I have been working on IT for more than 17 years now. Uh, I'm talking about 23 years maybe on IT and, and cybersecurity. So I get here as IT persons and I get as the electronics now. And you've, you've been on every major test at Tropic Regions Test Center since you started here. I've been since every time you, de you deploy a, a group, you need to have on hand IT uh, personnel available. And I have been either doing that or in uh, other matters. I mean, I have been data collector. I have been operator for uh, equipment. I have been the IT person uh, in charge. I have been electronics for the uh, handling of the med stations. Now in Panama and for tropics, I'm the, the um, med stations uh, or the instrumentation person. There's a lot of very sophisticated electronic equipment used in the testing and we're out in the middle of the jungle. That must be challenging to set up IT networking and so on in the middle of nowhere. It is. It is somehow you have different challenges than what you have in Juma, for example. You have the humidity, you need to take care of, you need actually waterproof things, not just weatherproof things, which is not the same. And not only that, but you need to, you have interaction with insects and mildew and other things that grow up and can kill your uh, equipment. And uh, for example, with the med stations, with the med stations are waterproof seal uh, boxes that keeps all the electronics inside. And you have a hard time trying to get rid of ants that make nests inside of the box because it's a waterproof enclosed place which is a perfect place for a nest but you don't want nest being growing up on your electronics so that's a, that's a challenging thing yeah 
and to set this up very remote parts of the jungle all over South America too, wherever the test yes. might be. Yes, and Suriname, Suriname and Panama, we have, uh, let's uh, mention the med stations, we have a large that are used mainly for exposure testing, because in exposure testing you need to be able to, to know what are your, your weather parameters during the whole exposure period. Not only how much rain you have, but humidity, temperature, solar radiation, wind direction, etc. that will affect that corrosion, that degradation of the material. So that's key part of those med stations is to have that data that is used for the exposure testing. And these exposure tests usually last months or even oh, years. Yeah. The exposure testing is for years. Longer the better and depends always from the client and the material. It is a minimum of one year to five to ten years project. So you need to deal with the uh, maintenance schedules for those sensors, calibration schedule for those sensors to be able to have available something to replace something that broke. There is different environments. There are environments like the coastal environment that we have here in Panama that is a highly corrosive environment. Then your sensors last a quarter of the time that they will last anywhere else. And you need to deal with that. And one of the first times I get involved when I get that project, the med station project, was to establish a network, a communication network between the stations and a centralized data collection center that could serve to acquire all that data without needing someone to go there weekly or bi-weekly to collect that data. Now, in your spare time, you're, you, you engage in Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments? No tournaments. I actually do an online game. It's a computer game of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I get that from my brother. My brother used to work in a, one of those uh, game stores that do like Dungeons and Dragons and, and car exchange games. And I actually enjoy it. Julio Viejas, thanks so much for visiting with us today. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Like their counterparts throughout Yuma Proving Grounds' three constituent test centers, personnel at Tropic Regions Test Center tend to stay for the long term. Robert Dunn, a Florida State University alumnus who grew up in Panama, is likely closer to the beginning of his tenure at TRTC than the end. We spoke with him about the test center as seen through the eyes of a beginner. So Robert, you've been here close to a year now. What's your impression so far of TRTC? It's got an amazing, amazing history um, that I, I really would like to see uh, develop a little bit more. Um, I think that uh, what I think some of the people are looking here forward to, which I guess is uh, <laughs> good in different respects, but um, you know, the conflict in the South China Sea looks to be uh, tropical, which would uh, boost uh, the need for for testing in the tropics and um, I think it's a very harsh environment that is very particular um, just like um, testing in the desert or testing up north would be but uh, each one has a very specific uh, 
set of challenges for equipment. Uh, stuff definitely breaks down here um, very, very quickly, and especially by the ocean with the humidity. Uh, everything that's electronic kind of uh, goes bazonkers pretty quick. Like, uh, so it's an interesting set of challenges that I think that uh, would be helpful to, for the military to, you know, find solutions for. Now, it interests me that, that you had heard of Tropic Regions Test Center prior to working here. A lot of folks had never heard of it prior to working here or in Yuma or in Alaska, but you, you were familiar with it. Yeah, I read um, a book uh, while I was at FSU called uh, Emperors in the Jungle, and it kind of specifically looked at uh, the history of the U.S. in Panama, starting with uh, the railroad and moving forward to... Uh, to basically, that particular book goes right around to 1999, but um, Tropic Regions Test Center did a lot of work here um, through many different periods of time. But yeah, that so like a, there was the different periods of it, you know, looking at it from the 30s, later on to the 50s, and then going on to the Vietnam War where, where stuff really seemed to heat up over here. Um, and a lot of stuff that uh, was designed here was definitely used over in Vietnam to uh, to great success and probably saved a lot of lives. So I think that part was very beneficial. You grew up in the Panama Canal Zone days. Uh, so officially the zone entered in, in 1979. I was born in 84. So I was kind of, I grew up in the transition period um, as the U.S. was handing the canal over to Panama. So it was kind of winding down the whole time. I'm growing up, everything's kind of just slowly disappearing. The U.S. influence here is just less and less and less and less um you know the the zone is that you know the people that i knew that grew up in the zone period uh, had a much a very different experience you know they thought it was going to last forever i grew up knowing that it was slowly disappearing so it was kind of a a different uh, now you had an interesting job after florida state you worked for survivor for a few seasons here in panama yeah, that was a that was kind of in between. I took uh, some breaks from college. Uh, they did a few seasons here in um, 2003, and then later on in 2005, they did two seasons here. And I got to work with them originally testing out their challenges, and then later building the challenges for their art department out in the Pearl Islands. But it was uh, uh, from building a labyrinth in the middle of an island uh, with no infrastructure to a drive-in movie theater to an Ewok village to uh, building a Spanish castle, a mock Spanish castle. So everything was kind of uh, new and, and uh, getting a lot of people to work together in some extreme environments and setting up a town kind of that didn't have infrastructure all of a sudden to handle 350 people and then and winding it all down. So that was interesting for sure. It might have some applicability to your future things you're going to be doing here at Tropic yeah, I think it, you know, it does uh, to get the logistics and the different difficult places. I think it does have some uh, some similarities. Now you're active in the community too. You're you're a Boy Scout leader. My kid is in Bear Scouts. He just finished Wolf Scouts, so that's like the third grade third grade um, program for him. And then I'm their Cub Master. And um, he's actually part of the same pack that I grew up being part of. Um, and uh, yeah, I really enjoy um, spending time with my kid and then trying to, uh, in, control, in a controlled environment, um, show him how to use a knife, um, show him how to camp, how to cook, um, you know, doing the whole Boy Scout of experience and then uh, 
sharing that with the other kids. It's, it's a very cool program. Do you expect you're going to stay with TRTC for a while? I hope so. Yeah, my current plan is to do so, yes. That's good. It was really good chatting with you today. Likewise. This has been Outpost Outspoken. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time from the Army's busiest test center.